Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Star Rental Sports Desk, your 93.3 KJRFM Sports Headlines. All righty, kiddos. Headlines on a Wednesday afternoon right here on Softy and Dick. are brought to you by our friends at VenueKings.com. And I cannot believe that we have not yet played this drop this week of all weeks. Some fat face bearded organ douche, you know, in a North Face vest. I mean, really, every update, right? You'll see plenty of those on Saturday. Should every update not start with uh, some fat face bearded organ douche, you know, in a North Face vest? <laughs> huh? Every single one. Uh, anyway, you need tickets for that game. You're going down to Eugene. Under 50 bucks. We'll get you in the door, by the really? way, for the dogs and wow. ducks on Saturday. Kraken, last night. Get another win. They've won five in a row. How about that? Four goals in the first period. 5-1 over Nashville. The boys are now 8-4-2. Second place in the Pacific behind Vegas, Minnesota. On Friday at 7 o'clock, goaltender Martin Jones will join us at 5.30 tonight. And we will give away tickets for that game with Martin coming up later this afternoon. Quarterback injury news. Sean McDermott says Josh Allen is day-to-day. They are uncertain if he'll play on Sunday against the Vikings with an elbow injury. Did not practice today. And Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford entering concussion protocol yesterday. His status is up in the air for the Cards game. You know who starts if Stafford can't go? Your boy Johnny Walford who started that game against the playoff. Well, Goff came in, but you're right. He, I guess he technically gets the credit, right? Because he started the game. Uh, tell me, does Jackson have his pants on right now? No, I do not. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. This guy is totally distracted right now. He's out there transcribing the entire press conference because Jordan Morris and Christian Roldan from the Sounders just got named to the U.S. men's national team for the World Cup. Yes! Yes! Is that a surprise? Yes! Yeah. Yeah, is it really? It actually is. Oh, I mean, wow. Okay. We are literally getting nothing from Jackson Feltz between yeah, three sorry, and six today. Zero. Forget about it. That's fantastic that they met. I mean, I, I kind cool. of thought it was a foregone conclusion, but I, I don't know. Mariners have Insiders announced- like us thought it was going <laughs> to yeah. happen. Guys that know nothing like exactly him. Exactly, Jackson, yeah. Uh, the Mariners have announced that spring training tickets will go on sale next Wednesday. And the Mariners that. open up Cactus League play against the Pods on February 24th. And speaking of the Mariners, they did make a move today. Seattle? Actually, it was four moves today. Uh, Lefty Gabe Spire has been claimed off waivers from Kansas City. Uh, Righty Easton McGee. You know that guy. Big fan of Easton Easton McGee. McGee, uh, Was acquired from the Red Sox and pitchers Casey Sadler and Ryan Borucki have both elected to head to free agency. And here we go. And now, two goofy, wacko, out-of-touch homers. Just brutal radio. Just horrible. Live. 41 yards. From Elliott Bay. Can you feel it now? This is Softy and Dick. I didn't even mention that story right there. Jacques Vaughn has been named the full-time head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Is that the former Kansas Wildcats? Yes, it is. Jayhawks, Played with Greg Ostertag and Paul Pierce. That was a hell of a team. Absolutely a hell of a team. I was watching uh, highlights from the Georgetown game. It's funny, you know, Patrick Ewing is the Georgetown head coach. You know that, right? 
Every time they have a game and they go to the post-game handshake between Patrick Ewing and the opposing head coach, he always dwarfs the guy. Like oh, yeah. He's literally like bending over to shake the coach's hand. It's freaking hilarious. So college basketball season's underway. The hockey season's underway. The Kraken are kicking ass. We got Husky basketball, Husky football. We got the Seahawks six and three in first place in the NFC West. I mean, this is like a sports gasm, man. That's the best time of year, really. Yeah. I mean, my favorite time of the year, you know, is is March Madness into the right. Masters. Yep. But yep. I will agree that this is the biggest time of the year as far oh. as the most things going on at the same time. Time. Right. I mean, March Madness, it's just March Madness and golf, right? Because right. there's That's no it. baseball until April. But those are my two favorite things. Training so. fan, and I, I, I get it. But from a standpoint of, I mean, look, there's literally no reason for anyone to go home at night and not have anything to do. Right. You got games on every single friggin' night. You got, you know, every platform on every network is streaming something that you haven't caught up yet on. I just started watching Andor like two days ago for the very first time, by the way. Finally got off my ass to watch that. I'm I'm like five episodes behind on House of the Dragon. I haven't even come close to finishing Lord of the Rings yet. Because there's too much sports. Too much going on, man. I need a freaking vacation so I can watch more TV. That's what I need. But uh, Martin Jones going to join us. Goaltender for your red hot five in a row Seattle Kraken uh, at 530 tonight. And he's got a pair of seats for the Minnesota game on Friday night. The fighting Paul Allen's uh, on on Friday at uh, Climate Pledge Arena. That's Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings, by the way, if anybody could not figure out what I'm talking about there. Mm-hmm. Like this guy right here. No, come on, that, man. Yeah, that guy. Fans of our show probably know that we're I talking so. about him when we reference so. Paul Allen yeah. now. Do we have fans, by the way? It's funny you say it like I that. I will say fans. I'll Do say have- regular <laughs> listeners. How about that? Fans of the Softy and Dick show are <laughs> qualified to win a pair of tickets at 5.30 tonight when Martin Jones appears on the program. Uh, anybody affiliated with iHeartMedia is disqualified. So Martin Jones will be here at 5.30. Petros at 4 o'clock. Kevin Harlan coming up on the show. Uh, Mike Florio in a matter of minutes here. He, he, he's all kinds of worked up about this Jeff Saturday thing, and then I want to ask him about the Geno Smith situation. Uh, Michael Gennetti from SpotTrack.com is going to be with us tomorrow. Uh, that's the place you go to when you Google somebody's contract. Yes. It always comes Anything up Anything you want to know about sports money, that's where exactly. you go. Exactly. And i got to be honest with you, I actually prefer it over, over the cap.com because of one thing, and this mm. is going to sound weird. Their website servers are faster at SpotTrack.com than over the cap.com. I swear to God. I type in a contract and it boom, boom it comes up there. immediately. Overthecap.com takes forever to freaking load. So from a technical perspective, there you go. I prefer spot track. That's the only place I go. I mean, I have I have in the past gone to over the cap, but spot track, it just anytime I look at I just type in a name right. and spot track. That's all I do yeah. on Google, and then boom, it's right there. Well, I think I think look, I mean, the question for him tomorrow is Geno Smith. You know, do the Hawks sign the guy right now? What kind of market is there gonna be for Geno if he hits free agency? I think we talked to Florio about that because you look, I mean, we're getting close, you know, we're not there obviously. There's what, eight games left to go, but you're closer to the end than you are the beginning, for God's sakes, of the NFL regular season. So if the Seahawks do want to extend an olive branch to Geno Smith and offer the guy a contract, is now the time to do it? What kind of market will there be for Geno Smith? Does it behoove the Seahawks to go ahead and make him an offer right now and not even let the guy go to free agency? So I think that, to me, is one of the biggest offseason questions the Hawks are going to have. He's a nice, furry, warm blanket. You know, my, my daughter likes to, to lay out the nice fuzzy blanket when we watch TV in the living room in front of the fire now yeah. that it's cold outside. Yeah. And that's what Gino's, that's what Gino makes me feel like right now. 
Is he super special? Is he going to dominate the NFL for years to come? No, but he's that nice, cushy blanket that I know when I turn on a Seahawks game. Yeah. The chances of Geno Smith doing something to help you win the game far outweigh the chances of, I think, him doing something that will make you lose the game. Yeah, I see. I And I agree with the blanket analogy. I think he's more than that, though. I think he's like a warm, fuzzy blanket that comes with a bottle of tequila and a pizza. Oh, I wow. Mean, he's giving you everything you want. <laughs> everything you want. Let's get to Mike Florio right now. <laughs> it's time for our weekly conversation with Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio. Brought to you by Simply Seattle. Tired of buying and repping the same old Seattle sports gear everyone else has? For the best, Storm, Seahawks, Mariners, Kraken, Rainiers, Sounders, and not to mention the largest Sonics collection in the world, check out simplyseattle.com. Now with Mike Florio, here's Softy and Dick. All right, here we go. Every Wednesday at 310, a chance to talk to the king of all NFL media. He has no peer, as a matter of fact. From the NFL on NBC. ProFootballTalk.com, PFT Live, the king, baby, joins us every Wednesday, our friend from Pro Football Talk, Michael Florio. Michael, how are you, pal? Guys, I have an important question before we go any farther. All right. All right. Go ahead. Are you going through topics today based on memory, or do you have a wristband? I have, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't write anything down at all. Dick is the one that actually prepares for the radio program, so I'm just going off the top of my brain. Yeah, I'm a, I'm more of a wristband guy because I'm not smart enough to do it on my own from memory, Mike. That's kind of my thing. I'm more of a wristband guy. So from Softy's perspective, there was resistance. Yes, that's exactly. Yes. See, Softy and Russell yes. kind of in cahoots. Yes, I'm I'm Russell Wilson. I have a hot pop star wife, and I'm making fifty million dollars a year. <laughs> Meantime, Dick's on a one year deal. That's right. And that's ex- a, exactly how it works. And he's a single guy uh, trying to prove himself. Uh, that that's exactly <laughs> the situation here in Seattle. I mean, let's just start there. What do you make of that? That seemed to be kind of a veiled shot at Russell Wilson, did it not? Well, if it was a veil, it was see through. Right. It was cellophane. It was it was a reflection of the reality that Pete Carroll won, that Pete Carroll was right. And with each passing week, it's being proven out a little bit more and a little bit more. And this is just a subtle way for him to twist the knife. Now, Russell said we won a lot of games with me not wearing a wristband, but how many would you have won on top of the ones you did win if you just would have gone along with the plan to wear a wristband? Hey, Tom Brady wears a wristband. If the GOAT can wear one, Anyone can wear one. Mike, what is the best move for the Seahawks regarding Geno Smith and his future here going forward? Is it to do something as ASAP, wait to the offseason, and what would that look like? Well, I would seriously consider making him an offer that he won't refuse. Not an offer that he can't refuse, but a financial package that when he considers the injury risk that he continues to carry, he will decide that he can't say no to that, especially when you consider he's never gotten a big payday in his NFL career. The fallback for the Seahawks is if Geno Smith is an interested, they can always use the franchise tag, and that'll get him one hell of a payday, but he's got to get through the season before it gets to that point. He could decide to let it ride. Yeah. He could say no thank you. Yeah. It's a different analysis when we're talking about it in the abstract than when there's an offer on the table that you are potentially walking away from and assuming the risk of injury for the balance of the season. And look, in comparison to other positions, the risk isn't as significant. And in comparison to other quarterbacks, it's not like he's out there putting his head down 
and running through linebackers and safeties a la Lamar Jackson, but there's still a risk that you take off the table if you take an offer, and it all comes down to what the Seahawks are willing to do and whether they're willing to take on the injury risk or the risk that after nine games, 10 games, 11 games, defenses start to figure out Geno Smith. Uh, Mike Florio with us, courtesy of simplyseattle.com. Packers lose this week, and they're 3-7. and seven. Uh, At what point do they pull the plug on Aaron Rodgers and see what the young kid has? That would be a shocker if they bench Aaron Rodgers. I can't imagine him going along with that. I think if it would come to that, what would happen is they would find a way to put him on injured reserve, yeah. and he would just go softly into the night. That's some issue that lingers that has kept him from practicing every Wednesday for the past several weeks. And it first happened in the first game of this losing streak they're currently on. So he would never be benched. They would not put him through that indignity like Eli Manning went through several years ago when Geno Smith was the guy who got a start and the fans lost their minds. I don't know that the fans in Green Bay would lose their minds. It's just a bad look. So I think it would be IR and we never hear from Aaron Rodgers again, and that's the end of it. I can't imagine him playing next year. I can't imagine him playing for another team. He really has seen a dip in his skills as he gets closer to 40, just like Matt Ryan. You know, simply because somebody plays 45 and still plays pretty damn well doesn't mean everybody's going to have the ability to do that. Will teams be more hesitant now to give quarterbacks big money now that we've seen what Rodgers, Russ, and Kyler have done with their big contracts? Well... I don't think so because it's rare that a true franchise quarterback dramatically drops off the way that Russell Wilson has. The old Steve Blatt who can't throw a strike all of a sudden, that is a very old baseball reference from the days when I was a Pirates fan. He's one of the examples. And I guess somebody told me Steve Sachs had that happen to him as well, although Mm -hmm. I don't remember that one clearly, where all of a sudden you just lose it. Franchise quarterbacks don't typically lose it. And when you have a guy that is a shortlist franchise quarterback, you're going to pay him. You're not going to take the chance that he's going to be gone. The the Ravens, for example, they would not hesitate right now to give Lamar Jackson a great contract. They just don't want to make it fully guaranteed, but they would give him a a contract that is a record or close to it if he would just take it. So I, I don't believe that we're going to see teams back off we just have a couple of situations we can point to and say, oh, well, didn't work out for you, but it's always better to ride with a franchise quarterback if you think you have one. Uh, Mike Florio with us, uh, apparently from an echo chamber as we speak. Are you on a speakerphone right now? Know that. Yes, yeah. I am on speaker. I didn't know. Is that a problem for you? Well, it was not anymore that you picked up the handset. Sounds Sorry. much better now. You see, the thing for me, Mike, is you have such a wonderful voice that I shut want up. to just hear just, in its entirety. Just, so when you Stop pick up it. the phone, it's just so much more clear. So thank you for doing that. Um, Jeff, yeah, you're Jeff, welcome. You're welcome, too. Jeff Saturday, new interim head coach with the Colts. A lot of people are worked up about it. What's your take on it? Well, I think it's a travesty. I think it's an affront to every coach who has actual NFL experience. The idea that you would hand the job to someone with no college or pro coaching experience It's ridiculous. We've never seen an unforced in-season error like this. I was thinking about it earlier today, and it finally dawned on me. The decision of the Browns to announce that they would be moving at the end of the 1995 season is the closest thing to shooting yourself in the foot the way that the Colts have done with this. And, you know, people are thinking Jim Irsay is crazy like a fox and that this is 
his way of tanking in a way that no one would ever accuse him of tanking. He vehemently objects to that because he has to. You can't come out and say you're tanking. But I really do think he believes this is a chance to turn it around. He looks at a team that has a 3-5-1 and one record, and he told The Athletic last night, if we go 9-7-1, and one, we're in. Now, it's not guaranteed. Teams with better records than that have not gotten in. But they have to go 6-2 and two down the stretch to make that happen. Mm-hmm. I just think the whole thing is an embarrassment to the Colts. It's an embarrassment to the league. And it's one of the things I love about the NFL, these multi-billion dollar organizations that are state-of-the-art in so many ways, are ultimately owned and operated by monarchies who hand the team from one generation to the next. And there's a pretty good chance when you hand it from one to the next, the next can't do it and is unfit to be an owner. And I, I've said this on PFC Live, all due respect to Jim Irsay, based on some of the things he said the last couple of days, he's not fit to be an NFL owner. Mike, where is OBJ going and when does it happen? Well, the Cowboys are starting to show him the love. That was the quote that he used last year in reference to the Los Angeles Rams. That was what attracted him to them. It wasn't the money because it wasn't a great package, and it was heavy with team incentives. But he liked the fact that the Rams came after him so aggressively. So when Ezekiel Elliott today, when he's talking to reporters, says, we want OBJ, that's the kind of thing that attracts OBJ. Michael Parsons and Beckham going back and forth on social media. That's the kind of full-court press that you need to get his attention. I saw a suggestion yesterday from Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram that it's his understanding Beckham wants to play in a warm-weather city. Now, look, he's been linked to Buffalo for most of the season. It could just be that the Cowboys are good enough right now and they have enough of a need for a guy who can come in and sort of take over. You know, in Buffalo, Stephon Diggs already is the king of that receiver room. And you wonder whether or not Buffalo's big enough for both guys. In Dallas, I could see C.D. Lamb taking a back seat to OBJ and sort of letting him take over, and that would make the Cowboys even better. It would make them more competitive. Look at what they did to the Eagles without Dak Prescott. They almost won that game. I think the Cowboys now have the inside track, and I'm fascinated by what the Cowboys could be with Beckham in the fold. All right, before you go, Mike, Michael Florio, ProFootballTalk.com, NFL on NBC is with us. Uh, Seahawks in Germany, Munich on Sunday morning, first ever game in Germany. We've seen the NFL play games in London. We've seen the NFL play games in Mexico, and now we're seeing it in Germany. What's the next locale? Would we see South America? Would we see maybe Asia? Uh, Where does the NFL go next after Munich, you think? I don't know that they have something directly on the radar. There had been some talk about Brazil Mm. at one point. Look, they're trying to take the inventory of games that we digest and stretch them as far as they can across the entire world. This Germany thing, though, is fascinating because the commissioner said at one point last month on the weekend they were playing a game in London that he would maybe like to see a full division of European teams, and that would be two in London, one in Germany, and one elsewhere, maybe another German city. That could happen. Now, is it going to happen soon? Which teams would it be? Would it be expansion teams? I don't know. But this is part of a 100-year play by the NFL to globalize the sport and turn a billion-dollar business into a trillion-dollar business. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Michael, great stuff. Appreciate you every Wednesday more than you know. Thank you for gracing us with your presence on the program. Wow, you must be drunk today. Uh, I have been drinking. Yeah, yeah there's a bunch of Bye. bottles over here. <laughs> we'll we'll see you, man. Bye. All right, Mike Florio with us on the show, courtesy of SimplySeattle.com. Lots of stuff to chew on there. Uh, dogs and Ducks on Saturday. Petros Papadakis has a take on that. Coming up at 4.05 today as well, Kevin Harlan, Martin Jones, your red-hot goaltender for your red-hot Kraken, will join us at 5.30 with a pair of seats for the game against Minnesota, don't you know, on Friday night. That's at 5.30 Tonight, right here on Softy and Dick. Back to Softy and Dick on your home for the Huskies and the Kraken. Seattle Sports Radio 93.3, KJR-FM. All right, Factor Fiction brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino. Coming up in a matter of minutes. Uh, apparently, uh, Dick Ooh. has a poll, by the way, that he's put out on mm-hmm. Twitter. What's wrong? What? I was going to say, matter? don't spoil it. I thought you were ignoring me. I mean, I, I I can't because you keep looking at me weird, number one. You keep jumping in, number two. And number three, you're fully naked right now. Is it just me or does Lane Kiffin look like Tim Allen and Santa Claus after he gained like <laughs> 75 pounds? I don't know. I'm talking about him over Sorry, here. Sorry, I Dick, just hey, saw Lane. What about Dick's poll? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear about Dick's poll. Nobody wants to hear about Dick's poll. All right. But you have an update on your poll? I do. My God. Update on the poll. Well, just put I, it I don't out. I don't even know what your poll is. Literally just put it out. This is awful, by the way. Somebody somewhere is getting mad. I can tell you that right now. Why? Oh, because it's a family show. Oh. And you're bringing it down to the gutter. That's why. I like my poll. As my mom used to say, toilet talk. Mm, toilet talk. Sophomoric humor. Nah, toilet talk. What do you got? I will watch the Hawks game, dot, dot, dot. Yes. Live at 6.30. Yep. Recorded when I wake up. Right. Or not at all. Uh, Well, that's a foreign kind of question to me. Foreign. Because I don't watch Husky games or Hawk games on delay ever. Ever. And I don't know how people do it. Now, I don't have any kids. I have to sometimes. So, for me, it's an easy proposition. And I somebody was tweeting today about people that were whining about the game being at 6.30 in the morning, which, you know, is kind of weird because it's a nine-hour time difference from here to Germany, right? So the game out there is at 3.30 in the afternoon. They could easily play that game at 5.30, 6 p.m., whatever, in the evening in Germany and have it be a normal, you know, 10 a.m. type setup here in Seattle. I don't know if the NFL wants that to be a standalone game. They do want it to be okay, a standalone game. Well, then there you go. That's yes. why they do it. But for me, I love it. I'm up early anyway. You guys know me. I hardly ever sleep past 7 o'clock in the morning to begin with. And number two, if it's a nice day, I'm going to watch the Seahawks game at 6.30 and be on the first tee by 10 o'clock. Yeah. No, it's, it's not awesome. Bad. It's not bad. So, yes, I'll be watching the game live, and I'll be at the Emerald Queen Casino How about that? while I'm doing it. I can't promise I'll have showered by 6.30, but I'll be there. You'll be at a casino. Yes, I will. And I will be at a church. There you go. My wife is putting together a viewing party at our church. At the church. At 6.30 in the morning. Can we're I, putting it on the big okay. screen, and All then right. we're going to have church service as soon as the game's over. Can How about I, that? Can I put together a casino at the church? 
Sure. I mean, don't. I would love to have a sports book at the church. Don't churches have casino night to raise money for? Oh, bingo night, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're just you're, you're gambling anyway. What the hell's the difference, man? If an old lady's putting 50 bucks on a bingo board or you're putting 50 bucks on the ox on the one and a half, who gives a damn? I'm with you. What's the I, difference? I think, you know, our pastor's a very progressive thinking yeah. guy. Yeah. So I think he'd yeah. be totally up for well, that. Well, he lets you guys in, so you must be progressive. <laughs> <laughs> but what's the uh, is is the audience saying that they're not going to watch this thing live oh, on, let's on see. Sunday? Oh, let's get a quick uh, let's get a quick on? update here. Uh, live at six thirty is running away with eighty five percent of the votes. It should recorded when I wake up eleven percent. Not at all. Four percent. Well, first of all, uh, I had no idea that this was even a problem. Now, is this something that you're making up in your head? No, I made it up based upon I'm hearing the complaints. Yes, I'm hearing the complaints. I was like, okay, let's see how many people will actually not watch it. Now, I got to be honest with you. There is, when, if if we were not doing this church thing that I was helping my wife set up, Mm -hmm. I would probably wake up at like 7.15. Okay, on a Sunday morning. On a Sunday morning and start watching the game then because I'm live by halftime. Yeah. So I got no problem sleeping in an extra 45 minutes and just get skipping through the commercials of the first half. Why don't you just move church to 10 o'clock or move church to Monday morning? I mean, you can talk to God whenever you want. What are you God, talking about? We're doing this just for right, the game. But you, can, you, can, you can do that. You can stay home and watch the game and then go to church when the game's over. Why do you have to watch the game in church? Well, just to get the... We thought it would be fun. Well, it's not going to be fun. I'm telling you right it's now. It's not going to be fun? You're going to hate it because you're going to start dropping F-bombs <laughs> in the church. Well, if the Seahawks start getting pushed around, you're going to start dropping F-bombs. The pastor's <laughs> going to look at you weird. Your wife's going to get embarrassed. It's going to be a problem. Have you ever watched a live Seahawks game in a church in your life? I've not. You never have. I've okay, not. well, I guess you can cross it off the bucket list. What about you? Are you getting up early for the game on Sunday? Yeah. I mean, my friends yeah. are getting together to watch it. There you go. Dean Nose is going to open at 6 a.m., by the way, nice. on Sunday morning. So if you want to get out there and watch the game at a sports bar, or if you want to watch the game at a church, uh, what what church are you guys John at? Knox, Presbyterian. Come on down. John Knox. Park. Doors that, open at 6.15. Is that in relation to Chuck Knox? Uh, he has great, Knox? great, great, great grandfather. Is it really? No. You're I full have of no crap. Idea. Might be. Can the public show up for this thing? I saw. I went to see his grave in Edinburgh, though. That was John Knox. Cool. John or Knox. Chuck Knox? Yes. John Knox. Okay, he's a famous reformer. Can uh, Can anybody show up at the church? Absolutely. To watch the game. Kidding me? You don't have to be a member of the church to show up and at our church. All just right. open. Just come on in. What about me? And, and, donuts uh, and coffee included. What about people like me? Can people like me show up? Absolutely. And, uh, come out. We free welcome, donuts? We welcome yeah. our friends from yeah. the Jewish faith right. as well. All right. Wait, free donuts. Yes. Right. Free donuts and coffee. Can I even come? Of course. So sure anybody who's might be converted. anybody who's listening right now that wants to come to what's the place called again? John Knox. John Knox Presbyterian yes. Church. Yes. Where's it at? What street? <laughs> it's on. Uh, I mean, anybody can look it up. Yeah, so. Normandy Road. Normandy Road. Yeah, and First so Avenue. Anybody listening right now that wants to you crash, drive by it all the time. It's right well, next to QFC. Well, there's a lot of places I drive by. <laughs> anybody? Anybody who I. Anybody, I was going to say, I drive by Deja Vu on the way to work every freaking day on First Avenue. Anybody who wants to crash. Dick Fane's Church Seahawk Viewing Party on Sunday morning at 6 a.m. Should I be doing this? Is invited. Was this a bad idea for (laughs) you to mention this? 
Very bad idea. This is a bad idea. Yes, it is. Well, a bad my wife idea. was worried that nobody was going to show up well, that early, now. so now they are now. Free coffee and donuts. <laughs> you can get on your knees and you can talk to God and watch the Seahawks. <laughs> Honey, you might need to order more donuts. Sunday morning. So the John Knox Church on Normandy Road. Doors go. open at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. Uh, go join the Fane family <laughs> and you can watch the game inside of his church. Uh, all right, 335. Time for Factor Fiction. We're set to go. Glad you're with us. It's your shot at our weekly thousand bucks and the ten thousand dollar grand prize. It's fact or fiction. Brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino, the betting capital of the Northwest. Make the beautiful new EQC Sportsbook your home all football season long. Fact or fiction is on Sports Radio ninety three point three KJR FM. By the way, you find it kind of oddly funny that we went from talking about Dick's poll to his church party on Sunday and the same segment. <laughs> we needed to be cleansed. Anybody follow? Oh my God. Fortunate that we had that on our air live. That is disgusting. You know, I just, I, I throw a little thing out there and then you just, you just take it to a whole Me. new level. You take it to a whole new level. Me. I try to just get it out there and move on and then you just, you just go right down the gutter. Yeah, it's, All right. It's an ongoing joke it's whenever you say Dick's poll. It's, it's a problem. kind of an ongoing oh joke. It's unfortunate that we had that on our air live. That is disgusting. All right. Fact or fiction. Jackson, uh, take over the sinking ship please oh gosh guys i've been on one game the entire week and over the course of the last two days i've been watching a certain line that just keeps changing just keeps changing just keeps changing and i think it's going to correct itself at some point but before it does the minnesota vikings are frauds wow you hear that paul allen the minnesota vikings are frauds they, they have, are they have played Four backup quarterbacks this year. Their record with one loss is fraudulent. There has to be a flag on that. That's ridiculous. No, Minis- come on, man. <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings record <laughs> is ridiculous. No, it absolutely is. They've, they've barely beaten teams. They barely beat the Commanders with a backup. They barely beat the Dolphins with a backup. They barely beat the Saints with a backup. They barely beat the line. They are bad. Wow. Actually. No, haven't beat a team with a winning record. They're, they're, win the game they're not bad. Seattle, Washington. They're average. Meanwhile, the line of this game in Buffalo, and yes, I know Josh Allen is questionable right now. He didn't practice. Yeah, that's a problem, by the, the way. The Buffalo Bills. <laughs> minor <laughs> details. Let me, let me get to that. The Buffalo Bills favored by three and a half. I'll tell you right now, I'm taking the Bills minus three and a half. But here's the deal. They're going to win this game even with Case Keenum, and it's going to be because of their defense. Right now, their defense is giving up 14.8 points per game. That's almost two less than the second highest team. All right. Their defense is going to hold them down. Give me the Bills minus three and a half without Josh Allen. Wow. Oh, come on, man. Oh, my God. All right. So we're taking Buffalo minus the points. Three and a half. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. At so, home. Okay. Case so Keenum revenge game. Buffalo given three and a half against Minneapolis on Sunday in Buffalo. Uh, who lost to the Jets last weekend, so they're good and pissed, by mm-hmm. the way, is the game. Factor fiction to four nine four five one. What do we think? I bet the game on Monday at minus six and a half, and now Jackson's getting three and a half. Love it. Yeah. So yeah, I like the game. I like it even better than your other one. Because <laughs> Minnesota is fraudulent. There's no question about it. Now I don't know if they'll win with Case Keenum, but 
Yeah. It'll be close. Right. If they have anything more than a 60% Josh Allen, they'll definitely win the game. Hey, Tiger, you think the Vikings are frauds? I do. All right, well, if Tiger agrees with it, then <laughs> I can go with it. All right, 49451. Fact if you agree, fiction if you disagree. Buffalo minus the three and a half against Minnesota, don't you know, is the play. You agree with Jackson, you text in fact. You disagree, you text in fiction. Uh, he's calling Minnesota a fraud. There has to be a flag on that. That's ridiculous. We'll find out on Sunday morning, 339. Petros Papadakis coming up 4 o'clock today. Now back to Softy and Dick on your home for the Huskies and the Kraken. Seattle Sports Radio 93.3, KJR FM. When you hear this song, what do you think of first? When you hear this song? It's done. Uh, which one? First one. That's the question. First one. Jackson? Honestly, because it's fresh in my mind, the second one. I'm with him. I'm with him. Top Even though two. the second one I think is the best. The oh. better of the two. Yeah, it's way better. Well, better they, of the two. Yeah, for best picture. All right. Whoa, whoa, it's whoa, phenomenal. whoa, whoa. They also had access to much different technology <laughs> than they did 25 years ago. Yeah, but ago. I'm not just talking about like. Okay. I mean, it stood the test of time. Wow. It's a great movie, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I just know. liked the second one better. Wow, I think you're living in a world of recency. Well, I watched I the first one like a week before yeah. I watched the well, second one. Of course, because it's 30 freaking years old. Of course, the new one's going to look better. You know, no, what? I didn't That's say blasphemy. I didn't say I'm going to tell Bruckheimer. He's going to be mad at you. I didn't say look better. I just says right. was better. All right. Well, that's a you know what? Do your do, do your poll. All right. Do, do one, one of your famous All dick, right. uh, famous dick polls. Which one's there. better? Which one's better? Okay. Top Gun one or Top Gun two? Top Gun or Top Gun two? Don't even say Top Gun one because it sounds like a douche. Top Gun <laughs> or Top Gun two? That's it. Maverick. Which one is better? I I, I want to know what your Twitter followers think of that. Uh, you, are, are you fired up for Saturday? Are you looking forward to Saturday? Oregon, you dumb. I, um, I get the sense that you're kind of like, hey, full of. Are you scared for Saturday? Yes. Okay. Yes, That's I am I full of trepidation, and I am and I am really fairly convinced myself that. By the middle of the third quarter, the game's all right. Be so that makes me sad that you feel like. Oh, it that. makes me sad too. I don't want to feel this wrong way. to feel that way. But I, <laughs> what I feel like when it comes to this matchup with Oregon is kind of like what Mike Tyson's sparring partner must feel like. That he knows every single day he's going to get punched in the face, and he's going to have to keep going back over and over and over again. So there's a point in time where Mike Tyson retires. Mike Tyson loses a step. Maybe the sparring partner gets a shot at a real fight, and he gets to take off the headgear. I'm hoping that it's this Saturday. But I had a chance. This is a little preview. Not many people get this honor, by the way, of hearing what's going to take place on the pregame show on Saturday before Saturday. Jack Westover. Check out what he says when he talks about Oregon and the rivalry. We began by talking about the offense and the strides they took against the Beavers last week. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, Oregon State, I think that's a legit defense. I think that's probably the best secondary we'll face all year. I mean, I think it's yeah. a legit, they have legit corners, and uh, they just play really well together, and we saw that on tape. And Wesley, you know. can you score two games in a row, please? <laughs> Come on. Hey, hey, give me the right call, and I'll do it. That's Wow. That's Ryan Grubb asking for a consecutive games <laughs> with touchdowns from Jack Westover. When the OC calls for consecutive scores, what do you say back to him? I'm like, make it happen. Put me in the spot, coach. <laughs> Give me a shot. How did you get so wide open on that third and 23 touchdown, man? I mean, to be honest, I think, you know, looking at the film, I think it was back to, you know, the coaches. You know, they, they we shifted to that formation. And, um, 
you know, I think they were in a cloud look and they didn't get communicated. And, yeah. um, you know, that stuff happens when you're, you're doing all that pre-snap shift emotions. I think that stuff opens up all the time. For me. All right. Well, listen, you, you're, you're from here. You know about the Oregon-Washington rivalry. Been a while, 2017, since the Huskies beat the Ducks. What does this game mean to you, man? Oh, I mean, when I was like eight or nine years old, my dad told me if Oregon was the only school I could get into, he wouldn't pay for it. <laughs> so, I mean, this this goes deep. I mean, this is everything. I mean, this is what this is why I came here, you know, yeah. to go into Autzen and, you know, shove it down their throats. I mean, that's just what it's about. And, you know, I've had that, I've, I've had that in me ever since I was a little kid. Does the fact that you're such big underdogs, not a lot of people are giving you guys a shot to win this game. Does that motivate you at all? I mean, it, I mean, we know who we are. I mean, we we know offensively that you know we can put up points in, against anybody and, and in bunches, and we've done that this year. And um, you know, I think we're more than capable. And uh, they haven't faced us yet. So. Yeah, yeah. What do you see on film from this Oregon defense? They they have given given up some passing yards. Tough to run on, but their yeah. passing defense has been suspect for a while this year. What do you see on film from these guys? Well, one thing I do know is that's a you know really talented defensive coaching staff. I mean, you yeah. know, Dan Lanning coming from Georgia, and um, the players they have up front are the best we'll face all year. Uh, from a size aspect, they're the biggest and the strongest we'll face, and so that's always um, a new challenge, and uh, it'll be exciting, yeah. What's the Friday night like at the team hotel before a game like this? Does an ex-Husky come in breathing fire, spitting blood, <laughs> punching holes in walls? What's the Friday night in Eugene like for you guys when you go down there? It's just calm before the storm, you know? It's just, you know, getting ready for war, and yeah, you know, I mean, shoot, I mean, Lori Malloy will always get us right. I mean, you never know when he'll show up, but... Uh, you know, it's just calm. You know, getting ready for war. I mean, that's what it's going to be, and yeah. I'm all about that. All right, man. Go get him. Appreciate this, pal. Appreciate you, Zoppy. Always love this guy. Always love that guy. I actually think you would have caught that pass. Uh, I mean, so wide open, I think you would have caught that pass. But I, the one thing I miss, maybe the only thing I miss about the Jimmy Lake, John Donovan offense mm-hmm. is that they use this guy in the backfield as a lead blocker. Wow. And I don't see that anymore. That's the one thing I would love to see, particularly – since this team is not very good inside the three-yard line, yeah, I would yeah. love to see this guy in the backfield cracking heads, opening up some holes for Talapapa or, or Cam Davis. It's funny that you mentioned the one thing you miss is them using Westover as a blocker, and I don't miss anything from that offense, even if it worked. I don't want to see it again. <laughs> you don't want to see Westover no, in the I formation? No, because they did it. I'm telling you, anything. But it worked when they did it. It was one of the few things that worked when they did it. It didn't work. I don't want it. Anything. (laughs) They could have scored points, and I would say that's bad. I think that (laughs) there is a level of physicality of this offense that is lacking. And I think he could improve the physicality Uh, of this offense. Yeah. In short yardage situations and goal line. Yeah, I don't know if I would say it's lacking. Uh, I think that. It, it is there. I thought we saw from the wide receivers on Friday or yeah. Saturday. Was it Friday or Saturday? Friday, Friday. against Oregon State. Because I thought Oregon State's secondary kind of punched our guys in the face a little bit early in that game. And then they came back, and I thought they got more physical as the game went on. And look, I, I'm kind of being a smartass here. Yes, I'd like to see Westover used as a blocking back more often. Uh, I'd like to see Richard Newton get the ball more often uh, inside mm-hmm. the two or three yard line. I would love to see all that stuff, but I think offensively it's really hard to complain about anything the guys are doing right now. 
But this Saturday, look, Oregon's pass defense is putrid. You gave the numbers the other day. They're not just bad in this conference. They're bad in the entire country. And I think Oregon's going to have a really hard time keeping up with these guys. And I think their problem has not necessarily been Dick giving up the deep play, but they get nickel and dimed to death through the air. And that, I think, can be a good thing for UW. They can run clock and throw the ball at the same time and keep Bo Nix on the sideline. That's right. No, and you're going to have to do that because – I think if you maximize possessions in this game, eventually you're going to give up more touchdowns than you're going to score. Yeah, so I right. do think you have to shorten the game a little bit and keep it, you know, can you keep it around 40? Can you keep the Ducks in that 34 oh. to 40 range? Yeah, yeah. I think they've been in 40. I, I think the game. Ducks every, every game, game but Georgia, right, has correct. scored 40 points. Well, yes. not the Cougar. They scored 40 in the Cougar Yes, game? every game. They've scored 40 aye, points aye, in aye. eight games in a row. Ever since they scored three against Georgia, they've gone 40-plus every single week. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's what it is, Johnny. Uh, on, on Saturday, we're going to break. Petros Papadakis is going to join us. We'll see what kind of mood he's in. He was pissy on text this morning, by the way. I got no idea what <laughs> is happening with him and his problem. But we'll talk to Petros about the game, get his thoughts on UW-Oregon. And did the committee, the playoff committee, get USC and UCLA switched? Should UCLA be ranked higher than USC? What are people saying down there about that? Do they even give a damn? Petros will join us. Coming up next on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.